Hey, Craig. so funny we were we were a little i mean I'll, I'll just be honest we were a little snotty about the fact that you know like for the first two years we had the podcast we were like every week or very close to it and we're like we can do that you know yeah, you can record every week and then like we 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 have not done that this summer <laughs> we were like we took a lot of pride in that right like we were like yeah. yes we will we will do it every week and uh and then i see here's the thing i think that's like uh, maybe making it a little bit easier for for us to not maybe do it every week. So I, you know, something I've I say semi regularly is that my impetus for approaching you to do the podcast was like, hey, we can just like you know have a good excuse to talk every week. And mm-hmm. at that time, we we just honestly weren't seeing each other all that often. Like we were, you know, we we both had you know busy lives, and this is this is a good excuse to talk, right? Well, now, you know, we share our Sounders tickets and we see each other pretty regularly. <laughs> like, like you guys were over here like last weekend. And, yeah. yeah. So what, what you're saying we were is in Pullman we, just together, need, like, we just need to bring podcast gear to every Sounders game. Maybe that's it. Sounders, which we did once. <laughs> we did do that once. We took that to Flatstick. Well, we've done that time. twice, actually. Flatstick and Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, we Marco did it on Polo. the way up. Yes, we went to Marco Polo. Yeah, so, so maybe done, that's what we got to do. I know, uh, I know the Roanoke is looking forward to having us at some point. We are definitely looking forward to being there. So we just got to figure out a way to make it work. Gotta yeah, Roanoke, like, you, you got to open yeah. a little earlier. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not gonna, not definitely not gonna work out this weekend because yeah, we we thought about it, but Roanoke <laughs> doesn't open till four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, a friend of ours, mutual friend, yes, center friend, yes, Mark Sandritter is getting married Woo-hoo! on Saturday. Yeah, very excited for that. Yes, we um, are. But you know, we thought maybe Roanoke before that, but they don't open till four, and then yeah. same for the weekend. For for the next day, we're just staying up in Seattle all weekend. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, we got the the rain, Sounders, Thorns, Timbers, doubleheader. That's gonna be a blast. Oh my god! I'm um, just telling you guys ridiculous. how great our life is this weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, listeners but, out there, even even Timbers fans who might be going to the game, man, hit us up, hit us up. Let's. There's going to be lots of time in between matches. We haven't quite figured out what. Uh, gonna watch the Black Tones, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we we've. It was so funny too. Like we we were talking about this. So uh, so Cougar fans will will identify with this. They they hold their ability to leave during halftime and head out to the tailgate and then re-enter. They hold that uh, that privilege Sacred. very dear. 
right? Sacred's a, sacred's a better word. Okay, yeah, so you sacred, need that right? 12 minutes to chug a beer right. or whatever. To you run know, like... to your car, chug a beer, and then run back. To chug <laughs> the coldest beer ever, which has been sitting in your cooler in uh-huh. ice for like yep. seven hours yep. at this point. Yep. Yep. And and you're just like, oh God, I heard when you hear the, the cannon, yeah. you have to run back in and yeah. you just give yourself a brain freeze chugging that beer. <laughs> which is so, probably like an eight percent double IPA yes. or some crap. You know? Well, if you're smart, because you know, you might <laughs> yeah, as well you get some maximize. bang for might as well get some bang for your buck. So okay, so the original plan of the Sounders was to not allow reentry between these two soccer games, right? There's a soccer game at four o'clock between the OL Rain and the Portland Thorns, right? And Morgan Weaver, Coog Morgan Weaver, plays for the Portland Thorns. Okay, oh, hey, and Ella Diedrich. That's right, Ella Diedrich's like the, the backup keeper. Backup, maybe third string. Back, third string, keeper, maybe. Yeah. Um, for OL Rain. So yeah, and so after that match, there's going to be some time before the second match, which is so it's this double header, right? Second match, Sounders and, and Portland Timbers. And so Sounders fans made a huge stink about like because there was going to be no reentry. And and the Sounders have planned out like this whole like event. There, there's like all these concerts and different areas you can go and there's going to be stages set up. And what do you say? There was like 21 musical 20, acts or something 21 like musical that? acts. I mean, they have some like buskers in the club section. Right. But like, and I think but some of it's like, going to be before like, the match. Probably too, like. Yeah. There's probably like a dozen acts that are just on stages before yeah. at halftime, you know, in, in, between, in between the, the games. games. Yeah. So we were, I was one of those people that was like, ah, let us reenter. Right. So that we could go out and get a beer and get some food or whatever. Plastic probably. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm almost a little bit like, eh. <laughs> be kind maybe of fun to watch. A maybe we'll stick around and there's probably, you know, lots of people who we know who are going to be at the match that I wouldn't mind, you know, just hanging around with. So I don't know, man. I don't know. We got We got to figure this out. I'm pretty stoked for that that's going to be a blast i'm yes. stoked for yes the kook center wedding yep um yeah, we both sent great. uh we both sent coded messages to mark with our gifts yeah coded kook center meme messages yep. we don't yep. have memes on kook center anymore but oh, we used no. to we used to we used to do I'm- that stuff and we do in the, we we do in the Slack chat. I know all of our jokes are behind the scenes now. Like that's like that's the biggest difference. Like you know, all the jokes used to be out in the open, and then we got Slack, I, and then all of a sudden all the jokes. I swear, are... if we do a Patreon, like where how people do like the Discord and stuff, we're just gonna be like you can have access to the Slack chat if you yes. donate a certain amount. Yes, or whatever. yes, yeah, that would be. Uh, I mean, most of the time it's lame, but. Sometimes we come up with funny things. Yeah, we're mostly, mostly when late. Sherwood drops by. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, with the Emma. Jokes. Yeah, he's good with the jokes. Emma, who has a degree in comedy. Yes, as well. Emma's good with the jokes too. She she's always really good, also at making sure that I know what the jokes are because I'm too old. So it's like she's very you know, nice about explaining oh, them when we clearly don't nice know. She and, and not even like in a patronizing kind of way. Like she is just very she's very kindly, you know, it's like, I, you know, I'll be like, you know, some of us will be like, did I, did I get that right? Did I get that meme right? Did I get that joke right? And she's like, yes, you got it. She gives you the thumbs up like, OK, good. I, I under I understand. You know, I'm like the How do you do, fellow kids? Like that's. Oh, that's, that's me trying to tell. That's jokes. all of us. Anytime Emma drops anything. Yes, in there, absolutely true. Absolutely. I know true. What she keeps talking. us young. 
she keeps the TikToks. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely true. All right. So, I mean, I haven't said it yet. This is, and you, people might forget because they have not listened to this for a long time. It's, <laughs> this is podcast versus everyone. Um, I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Neuser. Hello. Always. Yes. As um, always. Now that we've talked about the Sounders and, and, <laughs> chugging cold beer and, and everything maybe we can start the podcast i don't know i, I maybe like we should podcast. start talking about the cougs i feel like if you listen to any podcast you're used to the host talking about themselves for at least 10 minutes before the podcast yes. even starts like that's part yes. of podcasting that's that's pretty much especially if it's two men podcast like, yes <laughs> yes that's you know whatever so go cougs huh we're almost cougs, there dude. Eh? oh man we're almost there Oh man, I can't believe it. This is nuts. Uh, Next weekend, it's yeah. I saw they had the it's Ron Stone Jr. days away from, yeah, um, from the first game. It's like oh my god, <laughs> yep, yeah. I'm I'm so excited uh, to watch Cougar football again. Um, yeah, and and I'm excited. You know, okay, maybe not really. <laughs> About the Alliance. Oh, the Alliance. The Alliance. <laughs> the Alliance does nothing to change what Which I Which, of course, makes the SEC the Axis. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> we are part of the Alliance. But I feel like the Axis might win this one. <laughs> and then, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. What's the Big 12? Like, just, <laughs> just sitting out there, hanging out. I don't know. Big Twelve is, is is Switzerland, but doesn't really want to be. Yeah, but doesn't want to be. Switz. They're like, man. Could, hey, how come? How come you're not inviting us to the party? You ain't got no one left. No one wants Texas Tech. Yeah. No one wants. I mean, so putting the, ourselves in Texas Tech shoes, like if if someone came and and like took Washington and Oregon, I know. I said Washington, but whatever. Okay, I'll say scratch Washington takes Oregon and USC and like UCLA and Stanford, and they probably they'll take Cal too. Out of the Pac-12, they'll be like, no one wants WSU. Oh, one hundred percent, dude. I am one. I mean, so this okay, is so, actually good for us. Like the yes. alliance is good for us. Yes, <laughs> I mean there was a there was an Oklahoma State fan on our. Our, our uh, hot cougar action thread this morning, just kind of trying to make the case why why the Pac-12 should want Oklahoma State, and I'm like, buddy, you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to shit on you because because I get it, uh, but also like no, and also like it could just as easily be us. So yep. you know, I, I we have an Oklahoma State. It's called Arizona State. We already yeah, have I one mean, of those. Thank God that it's not us, and you know, I still think I still stand by my earlier statements that um at some point this is all gonna this is all gonna shake out to be like uh you know us ending up in a non-premier uh conference that there's going to be kind of a middle tier between the top tier and the bottom tier there's going to kind of be three tiers where there's only two tiers right now but you know for right now yeah i mean i'm 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 right now the alliance we're not screwed at the moment so the alliance is a like a, a, I don't know, like a wink or a, I would call it a handshake because they didn't meet in person. Yeah. No, they looked each other in the eye, Craig. 
in over Zoom. They looked each other in the eye. Over it's really, it's actually really hard. To That's look how they know the they can trust Zoom. each other. It it's is very hard, and it's very weird when someone does that. Like when, someone, like when they stare right into their can. You can tell they're intentionally staring at. Them. No, look at yourself. We're all looking at ourselves. It's fine. Like that's what we're doing, or we're looking at something completely. It has nothing to do with the phone call because the ninety-eight percent of meetings are pointless. So you're like, well, let me get some work done while while we while we talk about other work we have to do everybody is always looking at themselves yeah well why you get it's you just can't like you have to like you have to tell yourself not to look at yourself to do it because because you just your your eye automatically draws to that bottom right corner if you're like yeah you're like oh one like of if you're my, on teams, you know, yes, it, teams, you can't even turn it off. Like you can't, or I mean, you can turn it off, but you can't, you can't leave the camera on and then hide your little, you know, yourself. Um, I'm guessing there's a reason for that. Like, like I, like I imagine they probably don't let you do that because they don't want you to ever forget that you're actually on camera, which, which is maybe good. is, which maybe is a good idea. Um, we, we've already seen. Yes. You know, you know people but, start doing yeah. things. Yeah, you know. Oh, weirdos. I thought my camera was off. Um, like, uh, even if you know. thought you like, even if you, even if you thought your camera was like, even if your camera was off, why are you doing that? But like, yeah, <laughs> yes. But I will say this: that like, <laughs> but by, by the end of the school year of teaching on that for you know Ugh. six hours a day or whatever, like, <sighs> so tired of looking at myself. Like, I'm just like. Oh my God. Like all I want to do is not see myself on a computer screen and not. And the other thing is like, so most of my students wouldn't turn their cameras on either. And that's, that's a whole nother conversation, but like, so it's so not just like a that, big picture of your face. Yeah. It's not like, just that I'm looking at myself. It's that I am the only one with my camera on. So I'm just like <laughs> looking at me and then a whole bunch of like initials where their faces should be. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was done with that. So I, I don't know how they knew they were looking each other in the eye, uh, but apparently they did. There, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of trust here, right? So they were trusting that they were looking each other in the eye, just like they are trusting that nobody's going to raid anybody from anybody else's conference at the moment. Cause they didn't, they didn't actually sign anything. They didn't actually agree to anything firm. It appears they just I, are I sort like of the, like, the Hey, only... we're together now. Of the three conferences, well, like ACC could raid the Big Ten at, for Maryland, and the Big Ten would be like, "Fine, we yes, that was a mistake. Yes. Like we don't need them." And Rutgers, you could take Rutgers too. Yeah, you could take. Do you want them too? Like we didn't need them. <laughs> do you, yeah, like this was this was. A, how about Nebraska? You want yeah. them? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Have it's, them. Have them. I, is this like when you pass a note? like to a girl in class and it's like do you like me chess yet check yes, yes or, no? or no like and they just each of these guys just of course you say this. yes that'd be so mean to say no it would be you know so maybe that's what's going on here they don't, nobody wants to be mean like you're not committing into anything it's just a stupid i know it's not a I, real contract because this doesn't even have that this doesn't even have the check yes or no this just has like <laughs> there's actually no hey, paper on this one let's schedule some games yeah. All right. That sounds great. I do think I will say this. I do think there is some value to what they did. I mean, we joke and there's nothing firm and there there was quite a little little debate on our Slack channel about how much it actually meant. 
Um, but I do think there's some value in what they did. I do think there's some value in them getting together and sort well, of. I think there's also some some malice towards the SEC that yes. would drive them to yes. actually do something. Yes. And and I think that they, they are sort of like saying, hey, SEC, we are over here together on this side of the line, not on your side of the line. And I mean, I don't know. Like, like I'm trying to think of metaphors. I'm trying to think of like, you know, I don't know. It's like that scene in Anchorman where they all come up for the for the fight, right? And it's like, here, I'm here with my four buddies. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think there's some value in signaling that, hey, we're together. And and I'm guessing, look, I mean, a lot well, of I guess the, you give. It's like, it's like you're when you you tell someone that you've set a deadline for yourself, just because yes. you want to uh, give yourself some accountability like give assign some accountability to someone else and so they've announced it to the world so if yes. they actually don't do anything about it then people are gonna be like hey losers did you ever actually right. do this of course and, they've made some caveats yeah that'll make it really hard for them to do any football games for at least a few years yeah in, in that you know they're not gonna break any contracts and we saw um was it usc today scheduled a football game against lsu for 2024 oops (laughs) in las vegas (laughs) so literally the day after the alliance announcement um usc is scheduling a big game against a big sec opponent so, funny. but obviously that game was going to be in the works. Like yes. that game was already in the works. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. But it also kind of shows kind of the, the flimsiness of this sort of, you know, Hey, well, we're not going to make you do anything. Like we're not going to make you change anything that you already have set. Right. I mean, so I did that article for Coug Center a couple of years ago where I wrote about like the the messiness of of college sports fandom right and I talked about mm-hmm. how like uh you know there's this dissonance between I love my school and I really enjoy being with my friends and watching football and then just kind of very fundamentally disagreeing with the nature of the NCAA one of the things that I did when I was writing that is I did some just sort of cursory research on the history of the NCAA and kind of looking at amateurism and things. I mean, I didn't take like a super deep dive into it, uh, but you know, but only I like 8,000 words. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like my research went, <laughs> well, know, the, yeah. no, the, the thing was way too long, but as far as the research went, I didn't do, you know, like months of research, right? I did like a couple days of research, read a bunch of different stuff, talked to Matt Brown, right? Our friend, Matt Brown, who does extra points, who we had on the podcast a little while back. I would say that thing. I write research reports now for a living. Yeah. And that thing was longer than my research report. Yeah, it was too long. So anyway, I'm like, you know, Matt kind of gave me some direction, talked to me about some of the stuff because he really has done a lot of research on that. Yeah. And the like the thing that stood out to me, uh, two, two things really stood out to me. One is that the everything that's new, that seems new, is actually old. And it's mm-hmm. like all the issues between conferences and uh, disagreements and the the blatant cash grabs and things like that. That is not new. It's not even remotely new. They were doing it like a century ago. And well, all even the stuff when that, you talk about like people are like, how could they break up the Big 12? It's like, 
like the, Big the Big 12, 12 was only exactly been around this. for 25 years, right? It, and and ex- what the SEC just has done is exactly what the Big 12 did and why right. it was made. Right. Like 25 years ago. Yep. Like it's the, the yep. Big 12 is nothing sacred. Like that yep. was the Southwest Conference and yep. the Mountain West Conference. Like it was just like yep. different conferences they pulled from. Yep. 100%. So that's that was the one that was one thing that I learned, like, like all of the hand wringing and pearl clutching that people do about college athletics. Now they were doing a hundred years ago. Like I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I'm reading like art, like newspaper stories from a hundred years ago where they're talking about the corruption and college athletics must be cleaned up. Blah, blah. And it's just like the moral fabric of our society is crumbling. Like unbelievable how similar it is to today. So that's the thing to run. These problems aren't new. They're totally, they've been around forever. The stakes might be higher now because the money is bigger, but same kinds of problems. The other thing was just how tenuous the NCAA's existence has been for almost all of that century. And it's like the NCAA has sort of represented itself as this this almost like like this behemoth institution where, you know, oh, we are we are very big and we have lots of power and lots of influence. And, and what this these last couple of years have started to lay bare is what uh, what we kind of saw from the NCAA for most of its history. Like for most of the NCAA's history, it was begging its institutions to respect it. <laughs> like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the way that we see it, you know, or we saw it maybe five years ago where it was like, oh, the NCAA and they dropped the hammer on USC and Washington and, you know, whoever. Um you know, up until maybe like 20 years ago or so, the and, and by the way, this is really um, this this really runs concurrent with the explosion of the NCAA men's basketball tournament in terms of a TV property and the money that comes along with that. Up until then, it the NCAA was sort of like begging for legitimacy, and institutions would just like schools would just sort of thumb their nose at it all the time, right? <laughs> and so now what we're seeing is. That even though for however many years it seemed like the NCAA was sort of this impenetrable uh, fortress of an institution, it's it's not, right? I mean, it is it is literally crumbling right before our eyes. College football is just doing whatever it wants. The SEC, and now we've got these other conferences banding together. Uh, and the NCAA is just like sitting this one out, right? Because they don't do anything with with football, really. You know, they don't run the college football playoff, and no. you know, so and and they're about you know they're just NIL, a clearing house for football. Yeah, I mean, NIL came right down the pike, and they didn't do anything about it, really. And because they couldn't, uh, you know, yeah. And then the Supreme Court, you know, you, you got uh, Brett Kavanaugh over here daring everybody who might have a potential claim to sue the NCAA. Right. He's like, hey, we would love to see without saying it, but saying we would love to see more lawsuits against the NCAA because I think this whole organization is bullshit. Like, I mean, the NCAA is on really, really squishy, squishy footing right now. And, you know, it's 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 kind of a yeah, especially especially if, you know, as you said, their big moneymaker is March Madness. If if or trademarked, I'm not even know if I'm allowed to say that, Um, but uh we're going to yeah, get the cease not. and desist letter ah, tomorrow. Dang it. No. Um, but, uh, but so yeah, if they're, that's their big moneymaker. If these the conference realignments impact college football, college basketball, that, you know, that could hurt them. Cause if maybe these conferences say, well, we don't need the 
the big tournament anymore. We can have our own tournament because there's like 50 of us now and we could just have our tournament and we can host it and we can take all the money and the NCAA doesn't get the money and then gives us win shares or whatever. We just get the money. And I think there might be a role for that just because what makes the tournament so popular is, you know, Valparaiso beating Ole Miss or whatever. I mean, I know that's a very old. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's why like generic, like just people who do not watch college basketball the entire year, that's why the brackets are big and everything because there's there's so much uncertainty around right. it. And that's why CBS slash Turner will pay billions of dollars to broadcast. It isn't because of hardcore basketball fans like you and me. It's because of, you know, our office manager who doesn't watch basketball all year and consistently kicks our ass in the bracket every single year. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's just, that's just how, and, and so they, they will tune in and watch, you know, and the gambling that goes on with it. That's a big one too. You know, the, the potential upsets and, and all those things. So I, I don't think that'll, I, I don't think that'll go away. So I think the NCAA will have a role for those sorts of things, but, but man, it's uh it is definitely staring at an extremely diminished role and and seeding. I think most of its power to uh, to the you know to the premier football conferences for sure. Yeah, but I, they're not really. I guess like how much money is the NCAA making off of football? I they're making money off of FCS football. Yeah, I was gonna say they don't make any money off of. They FBS don't make any football. money off of FBS football. None. So, but. Like you said, a lot of the power they have over these schools is that they're the clearinghouse for their players to have eligibility or whatever. They still manage the eligibility of the players. And if they no longer have that power, then there's just no power over football whatsoever because that's what they have is that they can say, well, your star quarterback doesn't go to class. He can't play anymore or he doesn't have your star recruit doesn't have the the high you know the right gpa or the right classes or whatever and yep. so you don't he doesn't qualify to play and so that and once they once they lose that ability which it seems like why would why would a mega conference of like you know the best school you know the biggest and most richest schools in the country why would they even care about that? Like, we can it's do that ourselves. It's already on the honor system anyway. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's on the honor system. and Because like, they know the NCAA doesn't have the the, the resources to, right. to, to check everything. Well, and the NCAA has, you know, ever, ever Penn State was really the inflection point where it was like, oh, wait, this actually is a pretty toothless organization if anybody would actually stand up to them. You know, they, they kind of dropped the hammer on Penn State after, you know, Jerry Sandusky and his, you know, sexual abuse of boys and things like that, and they kind of, like, dropped the hammer, and then within a couple of years they kind of backed off on all of it, right? And then not too long after that, North Carolina had its own academic scandal, and that was, like, as bad bad of an academic I mean it did just did not get that much play for how bad it actually was like we are talking like made up classes made up grades like completely and totally 100% fraudulent education 
right? And the NCAA just went, they looked at it, they investigated it, and they just went, you know, actually, this isn't our department. And it was like, <laughs> holy shit. And ba- they did the same thing with Baylor, right? I mean, it's just over and over and over again, like, eh, that's not really our department. Like, we're not, we're, nah, we're here for athletic eligibility. Um, we're not, we're not going to wade into institutional academics and, and that's on you to police that. And when, you know, when they started going down that road, it was like, okay, right. The emperor has no clothes. <laughs> they just, you know, they, they, they've got, they've really got nothing. And, and I think that, you know, this, unless, this is just showing that more than unless, that. you know, a player's like distant cousin gave him five right. bucks to buy McDonald's one day, then they can lay the hammer down. At this point, they are a thread away from, from that happening, them trying to put penalties on a school and a school saying no, because that that's what's coming next. Memphis almost did it a couple of years ago with James Wiseman. They were contemplating it. Right. Yeah. And Memphis didn't Memphis back down because they're Memphis, right? Like not, I mean, I'm not, you know, making fun of Memphis or anything like that, but it's like, they're not USC. They're not Texas. They're not right. They're not like a major school. They, they maybe couldn't go all the way through with saying, all right, fine, make us, you know? Um, but it's, it's only a matter of time before one of those other schools does that. And, and I imagine that's why, you know, whatever, you know, what happened at North Carolina happened because they were just like, Oh yeah, try and stop us. We got it handled mind your own business. And they went, okay, <laughs> you know, um, that's, we're really pretty close to that happening. I mean, it really is truly an honor system. The vast majority of NCAA violations are self-reported. Like they're not, is it, there's not an NCAA task force at every school, like looking at every little thing, like schools are reporting it on the honor system. And you know, what happens when they stop doing that? And what happens when they look at a list of penalties and say, no, we're not going to do that, you know, and we're going to stay in the SEC because, you know, you're not you can't penalize us. The SEC says we're OK. So tough. We're not doing it. You know, I think that's really kind of the next step, especially with football. Yep. And we, of course, start all this by talking about the alliance. Um, I will say uh, one of the things that I think might actually come to fruition pretty quickly and would be cool is the basketball scheduling component of it. Yes. Um, if, if that, this could help WSU as they're moving into a potential era of the program where they want some quality wins in their non-conference, this could enable them to get some other high major teams into Pullman or even, you know, some road games like that, that would be very cool. And because like we saw when the they had the Big 12, Pac-12 challenge, it was cool to have, you know, Kansas State and Baylor when they were like highly ranked, both came in to Pullman. And yep. that was really cool. And, and otherwise, it's very hard for WSU to get those teams to come into Pullman in like December, you know. Um, so it'd be cool if they're just kind of they're compelled to and we could get some cool non-conference games because we generally especially since the gonzaga rivalry is now gone generally don't have a whole heck of a lot of super interesting non-conference games yeah um 
So that 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 that's one part of it. I, I hope actually comes to fruition because that would be neat. Yep. Yeah, that would be very very cool, and um, you know, it'd be pretty awesome. I think for you know for the non revenue sports as well, and and I think you know I think football eventually get around to it too. I mean, they just you know at at this point they've signed contracts you know so far into the future. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're like five six years. But out. when but when. I think last year showed us that uh, there's, there's more flexibility than people let on. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, they can do things on a little yeah. shorter time frame if, if they really want to. Um, so there, there may be some, you know, some flexibility there if say, you know, let's say there's a contract, you know, with the three conferences that are involved, if there's a contract existing contract between them um, you know, there may be some, you know, some trading or whatever that might go on there. I, I don't think it's as difficult to get some of that moving as maybe it seems right now. Maybe every everyone who is always worried about Wisconsin backing out of their Pullman trip, maybe this will make it yeah, like more firm that they'll actually the come alliance. The yeah. alliance. I'm I'm excited to go to Madison though next year. Oh that's been that's been on the schedule for That's like years. a that's like a bucket list deal. Yeah. I got That's one of my awesome. uh, one of my friends found a, a big old house, so she's like, "How many people we got? Ooh. We got going." So you know, uh-huh. Jeff, if you want to sign on, I hmm. I know that uh, Marty hmm. and Corey are, are ready to go, and I'm sure, BA and Katie and hmm. um, might have to think about that. that. Yeah, I don't know though. That's good. That's gonna be on the heels of going to Mexico for your wedding. So yeah, like three months after. <laughs> <laughs> that's something we haven't talked about on the show oh that is we something. recorded we recorded right before that we did so we have not recorded for a long time yeah <laughs> it's been a month yeah almost <laughs> i don't know should we t- should we maybe take a break come back and talk about talk about beer and then we can we can talk about your engagement yeah maybe, maybe we'll talk about the football team i guess yeah we can talk about that too all right All right. And we're back. So, Jeff. Yes, Craig. You know, when you drive to Pullman, like, you typically, like, you see Ellensburg, or usually for me, it's driving back, and I'm kind of ready for something to eat or maybe just to stop somewhere. Yeah. The drive back is always longer. Yeah. Always. You know, you're hungover or whatever. Maybe you need a little hair of the dog. I don't know. But, uh, you know, Ellensburg, um, you know, usually stop at like Burger King or whatever, you know, uh, Sonic or to whatever the hell they have there. But you know what? I always thought it'd be cool if like there was just like a legit place that I knew was a Coog place to like maybe get something to eat, maybe catch a beer. But, you know, I, I've always wondered like where do they actually have good beer in Ellensburg? Yeah. 
But you know, now there is a place. There is a place. Pretty fair beer. Pretty fair beer. And I have been looking at their tap list, thinking about maybe I'll have to stop there. Because, you know, one thing I like about Pretty Fair Beer, they have 12 taps, which I'm never a fan of a place that's like, we're a tap house. And they have like 50 taps. And like, usually you end up with like 40 taps of crap and then like 10 good. Unless they're a very well-established place with amazing connections where Right. So, but, it's also very busy and the beer is getting drank fast enough. And yeah, the, yeah, because that's the problem is like if you got 50 beers, like hopefully you got enough people to come in and drink those 50 beers. Right. You know, but that's that's why I like I'm looking at pretty fair beers top list. They have Holy Mountain, which you don't see east of the mountains very often. Uh, they got three magnets, which I loved in when I lived in Olympia and I still love. Uh, they have lumber beer brewing, which I've had a few beers from them out of Spokane. I think they're kind of an up and comer, uh, varietal, which is probably yes. potentially the best beer in the Aqua Valley single Hill too. I'll give, give them credit too, but uh, I'm sure you'd see single Hill on their, on their list here too. One thing I like, they got Duenel country ales. They're like a little treasure in Goldendale of all places. But yeah, like this is, I'm looking at their 12 lists and there's like, several beers i would drink off this list you know and yeah. so it's it's cool and plus they got food um they're coog owned yes they they got you know, sports yeah they're they got sports they they play the cougar football games if you're not going to cougar football if you live in ellensburg man or you live in anywhere near ellensburg you got a place to watch cougar football they play the Sounders, the Seahawks. They're going to play the Kraken. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you're driving back from Pullman. You want to catch a, catch a bit of the Seahawks game? Yeah. You know, you're tired like I always am of listening to Steve Rabel. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what's actually happening. Yeah. Just... Holy catfish. Holy catfish. Um, but, yeah, you know, and you can get some food, get a beer, a little hair of the dog. Yeah. Um, pretty fair beer. Yeah. Pretty fair beer, Ellensburg. Yeah. Ellensburg, Washington. Located on uh, 420 North Pearl. You can also find their tap list at prettyfairbeer.com. And you can find them on Instagram or Facebook at prettyfairbeer. So, in case you couldn't tell, this was a paid advertisement. Owned and and operated uh, by Cougs, for Cougs. Pretty fair beer in Ellensburg. Yeah. Pretty great. So yes, that we we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor for, for our the beer, beer segment. segment. This is the happiest I could be. Like I, Jeff, we are now being paid to drink beer. This is the dream. <laughs> Thank you, Pretty Fair this Beer. Is, this is literally the dream. Um, I, I I'm I'm gonna come see you guys on the Sunday after the Sunday after uh, yes. the first game. After yes. I drop my dad off in Yakima, come back on through Ellensburg. I'm going to get some food. I'm really excited yes. about that. But, Jeff, uh, what are you drinking now? Well, you mentioned Holy Mountain. I am having Holy Mountain Witherer Coconut Ooh. Porter. Yeah. Yeah, it's tasty. I, I wasn't sure how much I was going to like it uh, because uh, I'm not a huge fan of coconut flavor. Like, I'm, I'm like, eh, it depends. Um, 
hint of coconut is okay though and that's pretty much what this has going on uh it's a very smooth porter um it's it's a little thicker it feels a little thicker in body than a typical porter though um mm -hmm. it's it's almost a little stoutish um but yeah it's a, it's a little sweet um it's excellent i dig it yeah i think that beer like many holy mountain beers it it gets they get more out of it than you would expect at like the abv or the you know like the style so i yep. ton of like ton of ton of stuff going on in that beer i think it's only like a six percent porter or it something. is it is so it's more of like a robust porter but yeah um just a very good beer i i will say chocolatey. like on that point I, I see on that point of holy mountain i see they have on tap at pretty fair beer helmsman Ooh, which is yeah. like a they've advertised at 3.3 and 3.7 because of different iterations but it's just a very low abv beer it's an English mild ale. It's just tons of flavor. It's crazy. I like. I highly recommend, like, especially if you're driving through. That's a great yeah. beer to get. You can have a couple of them. Um, yep. But yeah. So the so uh, how like Holy Mountain is so good at making these styles that you don't typically associate with like big flavors, but just yes. knocking it out of the park, crushing it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying that. Um, I think you are I, also having Holy Mountain. No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. All right. Why would you? Where did you get well, that? Maybe from? did you put it in a Holy Mountain glass? Is that what I was seeing? I did put it in a Holy Mountain glass. Yeah, that's that's what I was seeing. Okay. Anyway, continue. I have a lot of Holy Mountain glasses. Yes, yes, you do. That is true. <laughs> um, probably the brewery that I have the most glasses of because they make a ton of them and they're always yes, really they cool. Do. Um, yes, they do. So yeah, I am drinking a classic Midwest pale ale called zombie dust from three floyds mm. so this beer when i lived in vermont this beer was like kind of like it was one of the first beers that that kind of kind of ushered in the new era of lighter sort of lighter in color uh pale ales and ipas that are super hopped up with kind of modern uh, citrusy hops. And so this one, it's very much like has a lot of citra in it. Um, it's one of those. So before the hazy IPA thing, we had, you saw this iteration of these beers where they were lighter in body and color. And then they just had big, um, they, instead of late edition hops to make them bitter, they were, the hops were added early, either, either added, or I'm sorry, instead of early edition hops to make them bitter, the hops were added late or they were added in dry hopping just to give it more aroma and flavor rather than just bitterness. Um, so yeah, the zombie dust, it was like the first time I went to Chicago, they're, they're out of Munster, Indiana, which is like 30 miles south of Chicago. So it's basically a Chicago beer, like, um, cause that's kind of their big market. Uh, I remember going there the first time and I, and I got a zombie dust. I was just so amazed and I would just always go back and try to get it. It was just like a beer that every time I was in Chicago, like I had to get a zombie dust. Like, but like, if I go to San Diego or San Francisco, I have to get a Pliny the Elder. Like it was kind of like that. Like I just got to get one of these. Um, so I, I saw it and I'll say three Floyds is a, is, three Floyds is kind of famous for their dark Lord day. Uh, they make this huge stout called dark Lord. And then they have a big festival around it um, in the past. Uh, their 
Rupab is no longer open and they don't know if they're going to reopen it, but they're still making beer. Um, but, it, but anyway, so I was fortunate enough to go to that festival in like 2014 with my friend Aaron, another Coog, um, who lived in who lives in Chicago. So we took a bus down from Chicago, which is one of the craziest. Just it was messy and wet and just people. You're just drinking 15% beer like at uh, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, so there's definitely a period of that day that I do not remember. Um, but yeah, so it was a uh, it. Three Floyds, uh, just one of kind of one of the the first kind of hype breweries that I knew. They're not really as much a hype brewery anymore, but now, like that was like I got hyped around that brewery. Um, and Zombie Dust, it's funny. So when I would when I would go get in Chicago, I try to get as fresh as possible because you get all those hop aromas. I'm so excited. Well, I saw I was I was ordering some beer from three floyds a brewery out of brooklyn that i or no, i'm sorry not three floyds uh threes brewing another three threes brewing which i've done a beer from them called sound of exclamation a barley barrel aged barley wine what i was looking to order from them is a uh they did that barrel aged barley wine in port barrels um so i was ordering some of that and i noticed that they were selling six packs of zombie dust i'm like hell that's a throwback beer for me i can never get that so i ordered it and it showed up today I look, I, I look at the box. It's like a six pack that comes in a box of, of cans. It it was it was canned in on March second. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you right now. Maybe not super fresh. Not. I am not getting like the typical aroma that I get on this beer. I will say like the base beer is delicious. It's still a very good beer even though it's six months old and I'm not as much of a snob about like super fresh hoppy beers as I used to be. Um, but I will say it's definitely not like the experience you get when you have this, when it's like a couple weeks old or a month old or whatever. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so I'm drinking uh, almost six month old zombie dust. Uh, so cheers you. to that. Um, it's still it's still fine. It's still good. It's also very crushable. Um, I have two 12-ounce cans. I'm, I'm used to the 16-ounce cans. I drank the first one really fast, and I wanted to make sure I didn't drink the second one before we actually got to the segment so I could have some to drink during the segment. Um, but, yeah, it's highly recommended if you're ever in Chicago. If you're at a tap room, they have it. Check it out. It's a classic, and it's still very good. Um, kind of like It's kind of like a lighter Bodie be honest um Ooh. so maybe kind of like a johnny I, I johnny utah was probably maybe not influenced by it but it's a pretty similar beer nice. um yeah so the beer segment sponsored by pretty fair beer in ellensburg washington yeah. yes stop by. check them out check them out all right all right so well, what are we talking about now yeah we should probably talk football the people yeah want to hear football then we can talk about ourselves some more. Yeah. So football <laughs> um, is very close, you know. Uh, yeah. As we, we said we earlier. almost have a quarterback. Yeah, we down to two. Dude, it is. So we are recording this on Wednesday. What is it? August 25th. Okay. So we are like, like you said, Ron Stone days away from, uh, from the game. And we still don't have a starter. That is. Troubling. I. 
I'm trying to decide what it is actually. Maybe troubling might be the right word. Concerning might be the word. Uh, not important might be the word. I like. I don't. Yeah, maybe it's I, not important. Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. I just feel like uh, <laughs> shouldn't we know by now? Um, it's it's been trimmed down to two, right? So we saw that it's uh, it's Delora and and Garantano. So. Hooray, which I, I don't know. Are you, are you in agreement with me that that pretty much means Delora? Yes. I think if, I think if it was going to be Garantano, Garantano, obviously he would have taken the job by now. That's what I think too. Cause, so cause think, he had, he had the spring football. Yes. He's the, he's, you know, he transferred in specifically for this. He, you know, yep. I feel like much like how Gardner Minshew, like you kind of figured he had taken the job even though Leach put him as or for every depth chart for the whole season. Um, yeah, I don't, I think that's going to be Delora. Yeah. I, I, Rolovich and the staff are probably looking for a reason to give it to Garantano, but he's probably, I, I'm just kind of guessing maybe he's been kind of even with Delora and the scrimmages and stuff. So, you know, Delores actually ran the offense before and all that. So kind of has a leg up and, and look, you know, Delores yeah. had his own set of issues. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we've been over that. I, I, I just like, um, you know, it's been, it's been floated a little bit in our Coug center slack that, you know, maybe this is more or less just about keeping Delores ego in check, yeah. you know, which I, I would totally buy at this point. Like, it's just, no, I don't want to give him, the reins fully yet. I, yep. I want to make, I want him to keep working hard. I want him to keep, you know, pushing it. I want him to whatever. So I, I could see that. And, and they could also see a little bit, you know, you know, like you said, Garantano was brought in and he came here, you know, presumably because he wanted to start. Right. So, um, you know, it, you know, there could be a little bit of, you know, kind of throwing him a bone a little bit, letting him sort of stay in it a little bit longer um, than, than you otherwise would. And I don't know, maybe they just feel like they don't, they don't have to have a starter named in order to uh, effectively prepare for Utah state. Uh, that that's kind of odd. I think most, uh, most teams, you know, settle it a little bit earlier, but, um, but you know, who am I to question Nick Rolovich? So. Yeah. I, I would certainly never do such a thing. You would never do that. No, never. Yeah. So yeah, I think I still think it's going to be Jaden. I've I've maintained it's going to be Jaden. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I think start, it's all so pointing in direction. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I you know, if Garantano takes a job and is very good, and uh, we have to listen to Tennessee players every time he throws an incomplete or Tennessee oh fans God. every time he throws an incomplete pass, I, that could be a pretty miserable season. So yeah, you know, maybe deep down in my heart, I'm. Hoping Jaden wins the job, so we don't have to deal with that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah. Is anything else sticking out to you from from camp? I think I think you and I don't read practice reports all that closely. But is there anything that sort of floated? Well, to the top I think for you, I think this can we can kind of. One of the questions I got on Twitter. Um, kind of tie into this uh, from Luke Erickson at Luke Erickson 10. Um, uh, Luke asks, in your opinion, 
who do you think will be the biggest surprise players on defense, surprise players on offense? So if you want to talk about a topic, we talk about that. Um, we talk about surprise players. So it's not going to be a guy that was already good. <laughs> yep. Um, which on defense, there's plenty of those, uh, plenty of those that weren't good. Um, and then on offense. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, let's start with defense. Uh, uh, do you have any kind of players that you're looking forward to see play that maybe they would be uh, a bit of a surprise? A positive surprise, I'm assuming you mean, Luke. <laughs> like, let's let's go positive yeah. surprise. Yeah, I mean, I don't honestly, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like you know they are pretty set uh, personnel wise. It seems like the only position that's sort of up yeah, for grabs pretty... still is that free safety spot. Yeah, George Hicks, I guess, moved to free safety. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, I. <laughs> I feel like just about anybody could be a surprise. Like, like about the only person that I, I, I would not be surprised by is Jalen Watson, yeah. who I, who I think is one of the very best corners in the conference. So that, you know, he's not on my radar, but, but there's like literally any other guy on the team, maybe Jihad Woods too, but just about anybody else on the defense, I could be surprised by <laughs> like pleasantly. Well, uh, maybe, you know, maybe a guy like, Justice Rogers finally gets it together. Yes, you know because be well, we see that sometimes guys in their in their later yep. seasons, you know, yep. like fifth year. Yep. Um, Certain number he, of reps, things just yeah. kind of click. You know, maybe maybe a guy like um, I I don't know why I had to pick the guy with the hardest name to say, but Alfonso Oywak, like mm-hmm. he he had like the talent coming out of school. He's got good size. Maybe he could grab you know, lots of play time, make plays, um, in the secondary, you know, some, something like that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I probably, yeah, like you said, like we have the one thing, I guess the overall thing would be maybe could surprise us is the defense is a little better than it has been, you know, like, yes, <laughs> cause they're, yeah. they are very experienced. Um, they not necessarily like, all the players have been good, but you have a lockdown corner that helps. You have a great middle linebacker that helps. Like it's, so it's, you know, maybe, maybe the, you know, with stone and Jackson and maybe they, you know, they, I could see them getting pressure. Maybe the defense, I think the surprise would be if the defense is actually like average and good enough to like, not keep us from getting blown oh out. And... I would do backflips for average. Like if they were average, I'd be like, I'd be over the moon. And I don't yeah. think, I don't even think that's like totally out of the question. Cause like Dicker seems like a good defensive coach. Seems like he can get results out of guys that maybe the previous coaches couldn't get. And maybe just, maybe it just clicks for a lot of these guys. They're they're They have that extra experience. So maybe it happens. Maybe we get like a slightly below average to average defense, and that would be the best surprise, honestly. Yeah, I think uh, Brennan Jackson and Ron Stone are both guys that might fit into that category for me. Just if either one of them or both of them uh, can become consistent pass rush threats. Yeah, um, I think they, that would be that would be massive. That, that would, would be, be a massive. good surprise. I mean, 
if, if one of them did it, it wouldn't be a huge surprise, but it would still be if they would be a consistent yes. where, where they were getting pressure every game, not yes. just, you know, the occasional big sack or whatever. Right. Like a double digit sack season yeah. from one of those guys would be would be pretty great. Yep. How about an offense? What are we thinking? You know, maybe a wide receiver. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I feel like so. Rolovich came out the other day and was like, I really like our depth at receiver and I like what we can do. And I'm like, ah, that sounds like the kind of thing a coach says when they're trying to convince themselves. Um, I would be very surprised if uh, Garantano just took the job and was like Gardner Minshew level good. That would be a surprise. That would be a surprise. Um, I think so. uh, I'm doing the hot cougar action for tomorrow for Thursday, which will actually be before this is published so whatever but uh nakia watson the wisconsin running back transfer is apparently making some noise um which is we got too wild. many running backs yeah we got too many running backs and you know he's he's apparently pushing uh mcintosh for some reps there at, at the number two running back spot so so the surprise will be so that we are going to come out and run like the, the wishbone <laughs> i'd so want us to do that like run like like a veer or something. Uh, like, well, all our best players are running back. So I guess that's what we got to do. Yeah. I mean, I am a little bit concerned by the fact that CJ Moore hasn't locked down uh, an outside receiver spot um, that yeah. I, you know, big high hopes for him. And so hopefully he kind of figures it out and maybe, maybe a guy in offense be like Joey Hobart. Yeah. He, yep. he, he uh, could be a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Is somebody, seems, somebody inside have... receiver is going to have to be. Yep. A pleasant surprise. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, for for that to work out, because right now it's you know with the loss of Bernard Bell, it's uh, there's a, there's a giant gaping hole there. So hopefully someone's able to someone's able to step in there. But I think I think uh, Calvin Jackson could be a guy who surprises too. Um, I think yeah. we all sort of know he's pretty talented. Like he's flashed it from time to time, but, but I really, I, I really, really think he um, has the ability to, to have, if he can stay healthy, um, has the ability to have a really big season. I feel like he could be a guy who we go, wow. Um, he, he might even be, I, I would not be shocked at all if he was our second most productive receiver behind Harris. That yeah. would not surprise me. So. Yeah, Honestly, when you look at the be, list, it's, I mean, it's yes. gotta be him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, process of elimination, but I mean, we have whatever. so many receivers. Yeah, maybe someone will. Maybe someone will catch a lot of passes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We definitely uh, still have that impact of. I mean, I guess they they brought in a ton of receivers too, but yes, the impact of like the air raid rotating receivers. There's so many receivers. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just you know the the whole idea is we just we just don't know, man there's so many people that have come and gone and uh, we are two years removed from seeing most of these guys in real live action. And and it's not just that we're, we're so long from having seen them in action, but you know, in college that's, that's, I mean, these are guys who are still developing, still maturing, you know, taking that time off. I mean, Brennan Jackson being sort of a prime example, you know, they, they come back and they're a totally different person, you know, at, at 21 versus 19. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I just think we, we really have so little idea of, of how these guys are going to emerge 
um, on the other side of all this. And well, um, you know, it's you say that there's I, there's like some people. So like I'm, I I saw something where uh, Ryan Leaf picked WC to go six and six. Yes. And when he went on, I can't remember what show he went on a podcast that, and he tore into Rolovich for the the vaccine situation, but then said like, it's it's one of the most like. It was so funny the way he said it. This is one of the one of the most talented teams WSU has had in the last few years. <laughs> like, so are we just including the? six and six team from 2019 and the one and three team from 2020. Yeah. So yeah, quite possibly. I think this might be one of the most talented teams of those three teams. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. I had to, I thought that was funny. I mean, yeah, like like are they gonna try and say this team is more talented than twenty eighteen? Or twenty like, seventeen or twenty sixteen. I have a hard time believing that. No. I have a hard time believing that. Twenty seventeen yeah. was a good quarterback away from being, you know, a top ten type team, to be honest. Burn. With that defense. Well, it's true. I know. Right? Luke Falk was bad. He was like actively bad that year, which was totally nuts. But you know, they, the defense was, I mean, that was a, almost a conference championship level defense. That was the, you know? that was the best defense we've had uh, since a long like, time, 2003 or something. Yeah, probably 2003. <laughs> probably Definitely 2003. 2003. Yeah. Definitely 2000. So, it's actually without a doubt, they were the best defense since 2003. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I mean, and hopefully it won't be that long until we have another. Game. Yeah. You can't convince me this team's more talented than 2018 or 2017. Like, but know. I definitely think they're one of the most talented teams from 2019, <laughs> from 2020, the last, 2020. like three so seasons. Ryan is exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he ain't lying. I guess he he's gotten good at this media stuff. That's true. That's true. He also uh, picked. He also picked UW to go 12 and 0. Yeah. I don't know what that was. He probably got a little, he got, I don't know, man. Something got into his brain from wearing that. Yeah, talking, to, talking to Jimmy, shirt. talking to Jimmy Lake, wearing that bow down shirt. <sighs> so disappointed. I understand why he did it. Like I get it, but I'm also did like Josh Hawkinson's on, mom would not wear WSU stuff to his. That's games. right. That's right. She would wear a red shirt and that's the and you only know what? thing she would wear. I respected that. Yes, me too. I was like, of course. People ask me, like, if your kids go to Washington, will you? And I'm like, no. What if your kids play sports for Washington? I'll cheer for them, I guess. Which I don't have to worry about. (laughs) None of my kids play college sports. But it's like, you know, like, no. After I I saw B's first soccer season, I was like, "Mm, I don't think I'll have to worry about (laughs) it. I just, no, like, I can't, you know, if you're – Ryan fucking Leaf, and you know you came in and won a, an Apple Cup in Husky Stadium to go to the Rose Bowl. Like, I'd be like, sorry guys. Maybe I that's why. Washington State. Maybe that's why you, if you did that, then you don't have the insecurity that all of us have. Maybe. And you're like, I can wear this. It doesn't make a difference to me. 
Maybe that's it. Maybe that's Although, it. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not like, I don't know. Like, I don't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. I'm mostly just like kind of shaking my head. Like, yeah, it was like, come, come on, on, man. Come, come on, on man. Ryan. Gosh, what are you doing? But whatever. I, I don't know. If it helped him get his message across, then that's what's most important, right? Yeah. Yeah. 12 and 0. 12 and 0. That, that part, unforgivable. But he's a very serious media person now, right? Yeah. I mean, he. So look at me. He look makes, at me. I'm unbiased. He makes very, like, maybe it's more of a politician where you could say, like, maybe. Two, one of the best teams of the last three years, <laughs> which included a six and six yeah. team that went three and yeah. six in, in a conference play and a team yeah. that went one and three. So, yeah, I, you know, I can't disagree with that. Um, should we answer some questions? Yeah, we just did. So we very well, we did, poorly. Yeah, we did sorry, sorry, Luke. We can like um, rapid fire some of these guys. So we got, I'll stick with the football ones first. Um, well, Chris McKinturf at his name or their name. You know, I'm not making any, he doesn't have that claimed in the profile. So. Um, will I ever learn to simply not watch the Apple cup? No, you won't. You won't. Nope. I've, Next question. I've told myself not to do that. And I... The best you can hope for is to mitigate the pain in some way. So whatever, no whatever, that's exactly it. Whatever makes you most comfortable for maximum pain. That's what you should do. So for me, and I've, I know I've said this on the show before for me, it's being alone in my basement watching the game on my television with nobody else with me. You, like, you know, that's it. Well, you know what's funny? What Like, this is... So, the 2018 Apple Cup, which is the most painful one of, yes. you know, recent memory. Right? Yes. Going back to the 2002, probably, Apple Cup. Yeah. Um, I was in Melbourne, Australia traveling for work, but I was, I have a friend that lives there and I was staying with him over the weekend before I went to the next place. And it was his daughter's, no, it was his son's ninth birthday that day. And so what I spent the Apple cup doing was talking to his 11 year old and, and she was just fascinated with the commercials Cause I was like, I was like streaming it yeah. through, through like an, a VPN. And so she was seeing the American commercials. So she was fascinated by that. She had no idea anything about American football. You know, like she thought, you know, she, she was asking, she's the snow was fascinating her. She's never seen snow in her life. Um, you know, it was like crazy like that. And so, and then I was blowing up balloons because one of their big things, they wanted all the kids to come in and fill the, the living room up with balloons. And so I was blowing up balloons the entire time. So I was probably lightheaded by the end. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like drinking, but I feel like <laughs> I, my memory is pretty spotty from that game. Cause like, I was just like blowing, blowing up balloons the whole time. Like I was low on oxygen, like, but it's so funny right as it ended, uh, like 10, nine year olds came running into the living room and started kicking the balloons. So like, I could not, <laughs> I could not, I had no time throughout that game to be pissy about it. 
And yeah. that was the best. Like, I was like, I wish I could do this for every Apple Cup where yes. I just have something else happening while I watch the the game. I have yes. too much shocker. I almost said master. Too, while I watch the game. <laughs> um, yeah, while I watch the game. Like, so, yeah. So you, that's, just, you have to practice some self-care. So, Chris, like, that's what you got to do. That's, that's you got to fly whatever to it is. Melbourne, stay with my friend's whose name is also Chris and it will be around his son's birthday. There you go. Help them with that birthday. Yep. While you're watching the apple cup. Yep. You you'll feel just fine afterwards. Yep. Yep. Cause you're just, you're going to be like run into the park to play laser tag with some kids. Like you're, you're yeah. going to like, you know, you're going to be busy. Yep. Yep. That was a pretty cool I'll, birthday by the way. That, that, that was, sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it. Next question. Next question. Uh, we'll go back to uh, Luke Erickson at Luke Erickson 10. Favorite and least favorite uniform combinations. Okay. Least is easy. That's all the crimson. all crimson. Crimson yep. helmet, crimson jersey. Crimson we are in pants. agreement. That is, we look like ketchup bottles. And I think it's, I think it's gross. So I don't like it. I don't know. I know I'm not. I know I'm in the minority on that. I think. I think most people like that. I think but. it's fifty-fifty. I think it's like a. I think it's a love it or hate it thing. If you at least put a gray helmet or a white helmet on top, it's not nearly as bad. Mm, I, I I might actually hate the gray helmet on top of. Yeah. Crimson pants and shirt more than the full crimson. I like okay. the white helmet on top. Yeah. But I, I think the gray helmet, not, not my favorite on top of that. Yeah. Some people would argue that the white helmet on top is actually the true ketchup bottle. That is, well, it depends. If you're talking about a ketchup bottle like that you buy in the grocery store. Uh huh. But the ketchup bottles, like I, I was at I was at a, a restaurant on Sunday with B and they had the classic restaurant ketchup bottles which are all red mm. uh, and, and all the way up to the top. So okay. I think when people say ketchup bottle, that's what they mean. Yeah, maybe. But if you want to say like but now the way ketchup bottles are is the top goes on the bottom, so you would be wearing all crimson and white shoes. Or maybe white pants. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So we maybe we just need to scrap the ketchup bottle description, even though I like it. It's, yeah, it's good. Maybe. Do you have a favorite? What? Well, so, yeah, I would say probably my least favorite is the, especially gray, like it, the gray helmet on top of crimson, crimson. I think my so probably you know I. Probably my favorite, even though it's kind of cursed, is the white helmet, crimson logo, crimson shirt. Crimson shirt, white pants. And white pants. It's such a good look. And there's terrible things have happened whenever they yes. wear that. Yes. You know, Connor Holiday gets Legs injured. Get River Craigcraft gets yeah. injured. Yeah, I have a very vivid memory of River Craigcraft getting injured. I think it was against Cal. We were blowing out Cal. And I remember watching him walk to the locker room and it was a senior year 
and he stopped at the tunnel and turned and just looked and he like was very clearly taking in the, the crowd as he's wearing that beautiful uniform combination yeah so and, and on the so that's home on the road what do you, what are you thinking on the road oh road would be like all white yeah is fantastic yeah. um but I also like I, I you know I'm a fan of the crimson white crimson. Yep, awesome. I fan. really like that look. I'm trying to think of any. I like when they do it like Stanford. They do the uh, the the where they do the gray. They do the gray. I can't remember if the, if it's the anthracite helmet or the. No, it's the gray helmet with a white logo, white jersey, red pants. That looks pretty cool. Crimson pants. Sorry. Um, I, I probably my least favorite is I don't even know I, I I like most of our I like most of our roads because I like when they go anthracite white anthracite or gray white gray yeah like, I think that looks yep. cool yep those I did great. they've only done it like once I liked when they did the white with the anthracite cougar logo anthracite sh- shirt and white pants I think they've only done that once. I think so. I think it was against Nevada. Uh, it, I like. But, I'm not a huge fan of the. I'm not a huge fan of the anthracite. Like, well, it's a good. Like it's fine. Good for you is that it. I'm not sure. Like that was gonna be like a yearly thing, and then that UCLA game happened, and yeah. they're not gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah, I like the. I'll tell you what I really don't like with it is I don't like it when we mix the anthracite with crimson. So yeah, I like the all anthracite. It looks good. I like that. We're like, this is a big game. Yes. What we did was though, instead of waiting for a big game to use it, we, they ordained a game for it. Right. And that's how they ruined it. Cause they had used it against USC and Oregon game day. Right. And it worked out perfectly. And then you use it on a random game against UCLA. It's ruined. Yes ruined i don't know though oh, all there, those there may come yeah we can't i mean i don't know i if still we think, throw out a I uniform think, I, I, combo I every time something bad happens we might not have any left. we we don't have any left <laughs> well we definitely don't have any left no so i still think i hope they still save that all anthracite for like the, yes for a special occasion like maybe when they play usc this year or whatever you know like whatever yeah you know because it's yeah. a callback to a, a game yes. that's happened before and that, that's why they wear the all crimson against you, Dub, because it's a callback to, like, big games that have happened in the past. Yep. I agree. So that was, that was uh, once again, a long-winded, unnecessary, like, we're growing rapid fire. We spent five minutes talking about that. Um, who else we got? I'm saving my sisters for last, Jeff. <laughs> I know yeah. you see that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll stick on before, because uh, Michael asked the basketball question let's do a a football one we might talk about this one for a while though but uh let's try to keep it tight let's Um, let's just do two more okay let's just do two more okay we'll just do two more sean we'll talk about your sean pc7 we'll talk about yours next week um we've already talked a lot about conference stuff. we can revisit that next week so uh, we got a couple Marcus Paul Burns and Stephanie's kind of tie together. 
Um, well, we'll go with we'll go with Michaels first. Could either yes. of you toss a suit jacket farther than Tim Floyd? Tim Floyd, given the same climate conditions. This yes, is, of course, a reference to the 2008 <laughs> basketball game between WSU and USC, a double overtime win by the Cougs, um, yes. where Tim Tim Floyd famously chucked his jacket. And then also Tony and Tim met at half court face to face. It was quite a quite a time. Um, yes. No, I don't think I could toss farther than Tim. Yeah, I don't. How far did it go? Like, I don't. E- I don't, I don't even, even remember. But I'm. I'm gonna just go ahead and assume, like, he had summoned yeah. a level of rage that would be very yeah. hard for me to to match. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I've if, seen you angry. No, maybe. <laughs> I did. Like, I don't. I. I. Yeah, Tim Floyd seems like a very angry individual. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a technique to throw in a jacket. I'm sure that's not the first jacket he's thrown. Yeah, he's so. probably done it before. Yeah. I mean I'm sure his technique is, is much more refined than mine. So Yeah. So no. I you know. I think I think yeah, I think I'd probably defer to Tim Floyd on that one. So we got a, a two two parter. So my sister's a good question. She framed it. In a classic my sister way. Yes. Um, so Stephanie Powers at Steph Ray Powers. Uh, that is my sister. Uh, not my wife, as some people have assumed online. <laughs> oh my god, you guys look totally alike. How could anybody think you're just married? I like, don't know, weirdos. It's, um, it's really obvious. So I'm gonna read related. this. I'm gonna read this verbatim as she wrote it. And it's okay. not a question. It's it's like a, it's like a book title, really. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, how, it's kind of a question. But. How to be excited about finally being back for a football game when your head coach is a baby McBitch? <laughs> we made it almost an hour and a half before we got to this topic. So yeah, uh, it is. I mean, honestly, it's a good question. It's man. a very good question. You, you made me say baby bitch. You said it. I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> we have not called names. No. As someone has accused. Yes. Of a big I've donor. Not, I have not called um, any names. Nothing vile. Wade Hogg is talking about my sister. Calling and it's definitely names. has nothing to do with how much money he's making. No. So. Um, so. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. It has put a damper on things a bit um being very frustrated with how rolovich has handled the vaccine situation um but so how i'm excited is i'm rooting for the players i'm rooting for the school i'm excited about seeing my friends at the tailgate um, I'm excited about seeing you, Stephanie, in Pullman for that game, um, sharing a hotel room with you and your fiance and your daughter. It's going to be, and our, and our dad, it's going to be a great time. And you are pregnant, so you have to drive us around 
as drunk as we can be. So we have a built-in uh, DD. That's the best part. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot to be excited about it. Um, beyond just Rolovich, like the rise of the Delta variant has also put a damper on things. And I, and that's, that's made it harder for me. Uh, Cause uh, my fiance uh, is a hospitalist nurse practitioner works in a hospital and she gives me the report every day where they have more people on ventilators than they've ever had at any point in the pandemic. They have more people with COVID at any point in the pandemic. Uh, at one, it was last Friday, she told me it was like 17% of their uh, population. So, um, and then you have the background of that with your uh, head coach who is being very glib about his vaccination status or what he's going to do or whatever. Um, it, it makes it harder to enjoy it. Um, what I'm going to do is mask up and, uh, you know, probably stick with not probably not wander around as much, stick with people I know, and, um, stay masked in the, in the, in the stadium. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, there's a little bit of it that's, uh, what do you call it when you're of two minds? I, I can't, I, I always Co like cognitive dissonance, cognitive dissonance. dissonance. There's a bit of cognitive dissonance, which dissonance. goes back to that piece that Jeff was talking about that he wrote a few years ago. Well, um, yeah, there's a bit of cognitive dissonance. Like I know what my fiance is going through to the point where she has now, she quit her job. She's put in her notice. You know, her last day is the end of September. And, and so she doesn't want to work in a hospital, at least for a little while. It's just been it's been too difficult the last 18 months. At the same time, I'm going to Sounders matches. I'm going to rain matches. I'm going to I'm so excited to go to Pullman. She's supporting me going to Pullman because um, she knows it means a lot to me. You know, we had we'll talk about this. We had our, you know, our 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 engagement in Pullman and went to the Coug and, and all that. So, you know, there's some cognitive dissonance and um, so, yeah, it's just trying to be excited about the things that, that I love about it and realizing that I probably spent many of the years kind of just not, you know, I didn't really, wasn't a huge fan of the head coach personally for many years, but still, liked watching his football team. So apparently that's not a requirement. Um, so I'll just, I'll just roll with that. The hard part here is the stakes, right? Like yep. if, if you're, if your coach is just kind of being a run of the mill dumbass and you're just like, Oh my God, like, why is he embarrassing us? Or why is he being difficult or why, whatever, right? Whatever it is. Um, you know, you can just kind of go and shrug your shoulders and go, I like watching the football, but it's like, as you pointed out, right. You know, Amanda is, you know, right in the thick of this thing. And a lot of people are, and, um, you know, obviously this, this thing is not gone and is still, you know, ravaging our communities and, um, you know, it's causing all kinds of problems, filling up, you know, hospital beds and, 
and it's yeah. and, and so don't, don't break your leg yeah like, don't get in a car accident that. right now yeah, don't get in a car um, accident. you know so so when then the coach is and it's as we've tried to point out at Coog Center um the issue is not merely that he's unvaccinated although that's like most of it because that's you know it's such a big deal and look we're in the middle of a public health crisis and everybody needs to do their part and doing your part means getting vaccinated um both for you and for the people around you um but beyond that you know as you mentioned he's just been so glib about how he talks about it and how he answers it and just being completely unserious about the situation um you know, and so that's a thing that makes it harder to to get away from, um, because it's like you know, if it, it would be one thing if he was like, "Look, I am unvaccinated. Here are my reasons for why I have chosen not to receive the vaccine." And you know, you may disagree with it, but this this is my decision, and this is how I arrived at it. Look, and and there have been plenty of people who have said. Well, he doesn't have to do that. Well, you're right. He doesn't. He does not have to do it. However, when you don't, this is what you get, right? Like when you choose to not talk about it, when you choose not to explain yourself, then everybody is just left to think, well, you are either a moron or you are um, someone who's not nearly as smart as he thinks he is, or you are a uh, QAnon fanatic or whatever. Like, I mean, we're left to go. We don't really know what's going on, right? And you are in a very public position that does not entitle you to the same kind of privacy as, as anybody, as, as just your run of the mill person. So, um, that is sort of has made it harder for me also to get as excited for the season as, as maybe I would otherwise. I mean, people are still getting sick. People are still ending up in hospitals. People are still dying and we are pressing forward with the football season, uh, with very little, you know, safeguards. Um, and so really the one safeguard we have is, is vaccine. And that, that goes for my job too. Right. I mean, look, we, I've been, I went back to school yesterday for meetings and and it's become very, very clear that, uh, that we, we are doing this come hell or high water. Like, like it, it does not matter. I have classes with 37 kids in it. There will be zero spacing. So it just, you know, we're doing it great. And you know, when, um, someone who has the ability not just to protect himself, but to to lead his team to protect themselves and also potentially have some influence over the community. I mean, look, Nick Rolovich knows the kind of influence he can have over the community because he bought all those pizzas. Right. Like, I mean, he he you bought know, all those beers, that, bought all those beers like he understands like, hey, I, I spent, you know, this much money at this place, you know, go and spend some money, too. Like he understands the influence he has and any suggestion that he doesn't understand that or that he doesn't actually have that influence is, is actually bullshit. And, and that's, that is what is so, um, well, you don't, and, and you don't, you don't get in a position like a head coach at a major university without thinking that you can influence people. Like you, that's, that's kind of a baseline personality trait of a, yep of a head football coach is that you believe that you can influence people. 100%. His line is, you know, I'm here to mold men. And I don't know, maybe he didn't use that exact quote, but you know, we're going to make them into men and we're going to make them into good fathers and good husbands. And okay, great. Well, (laughs) I don't know. It's uh, it's, you can't have it both ways. Like either, either that's what you're into or, or it's not. So very frustrating. Um, 
Yeah. So the the second question, you want to read the second question that goes along with that? Yeah. So uh, the second question from Marcus Paul Burns at MBP the three. Um, if you were a sports book and you had to set a line on when Rolo is no longer head football coach at WSU, what would that date be? And he says, P.S. I'll take the under. I think he makes it to the end of the year. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I don't think he gets fired before I, the end he, of the year. He seems pretty confident that whatever he can do to not to get through, he's going to be able to do it. You know, so. Well, it certainly seems like uh, he is not going to get the vaccine still. Um, every time yeah. he's asked about it, he talks about, I'm going to comply with the mandate. Yes. Um, I think it was Brennan Green specifically asked yes. him if he was going to get Brennan Green from, uh, sorry, okay. no, I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> sorry, Brennan. It's okay. I've been on your TV channel. That's right. You were on that <laughs> television station. Oh. Uh... Man. I, I wanted it's creme, yeah. Okay, I wanted to say creme, but I didn't want to. All right. Um, so, so um, or I didn't want to say KXLY or something, but creme, Brenna Green. So she asked, you know, at on the second time, are you going to get the vaccine? And he still just replied, I'll comply with the mandate. Um, yeah. Which, you know, if he was going to say, if he was going to get the vaccine, he'd probably just say, yeah, I'm going to get it because I have to or whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> which, which we kind of thought he was going to do. But apparently, but instead he's going to play games, and it's just so the medical exemption is really narrow. Uh, It is. It it basically applies to just allergic reactions to either um, a COVID shot that you've already had, or to to um, something that's in the vaccine, or to one of the ingredients that's in the vaccine. So if you have a if you have a a like a, a known. And and I'll say like yes. And by like, the way, it's anaphylaxis too. It's not like it's yeah. not like oh, I get, it's not I get like hives. I got hives or whatever. Right. It's it's I have gotten anaphylaxis from getting a vaccine. That'll get you out of it, or a sincerely held religious belief, which obviously there's a lot more wiggle room there. But um, but I'm I'm really curious. Uh, yeah. He he obviously feels like he's going to be able to go forward with one of the exceptions. So. Yeah. And WSU reiterated today yep. that they're they're holding their staff to that and then, then holding the students to it as well. Yep. Yeah, and they've removed the personal exemption yep. from the students as well. So Yep. Yep. You gotta get that jab, man. But, I don't know. I, I, I don't like know. Living he seems like personally. he's pretty confident and he's gonna figure it out. So Yeah, he's I don't think he's nearly as smart as he thinks he is. So. But smart enough to get to the end of the season, and I avoid so. and avoid a you know a firing for cause, which will collect um, his three million bucks. Yeah, so he'll so. get that money uh, because there's no yeah. way he's not. I I don't care how principled he is about or whatever, because just to me it doesn't seem like it's something that's medical. Because I feel like you he could have just said it's a medical yep. thing, or my doctor yep. said that yep. it's not. Because he could have just said that. Like, I talked to my yep. doctor. He said I, I shouldn't get it. That would yep. have been fine. He's not giving you any information about yep. himself. And But but he has chosen to say it was a personal decision. He has chosen to say he's going to follow the mandate only. So that's, that's why we make this assumption. If you're wondering why we make this assumption, that he's just trying to come up with some way to get around it, it's because that's kind of what he's left us to assume. Yep. So that, and that's on him. 
and yep. not on us. Yeah, that is with that's that's one of the things. It's one thing what he came out with first. Yeah, that pissed us off, but how he's handled it after has not made anything better. And so oh, it's made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Made it so much worse. So if you're me. tired of seeing it on Twitter, if you're tired of people talking about it, you should probably be annoyed with yeah. him because be he's mad not at making the coach, it any better. Be mad at the coach. He's the one acting like an idiot. Good Lord. And acting like a baby. A baby bitch. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yeah, Thank that's you, what Stephanie. Stephanie called him. Yes. She said it. We didn't. Not me. Nope. I was just quoting her. Yep. That's what Stephanie called him. Coach Rolovich. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'll figure out. A, I think I'll figure out a way. Um, like you said, we have, there have, like, like what, like you wrote in that piece a few years ago, there's a lot of things that, you know, the health and well being of the players, the yep. long term health of the players, the, the way that, that, you know, the fact that they're being exploited and all that. We, we've, we've moved past that and rooted for college football for many years. I'll probably figure out a way to enjoy myself in Pullman. Yep. Um, part of it will be that you're there, Steph. So that helps. Woo-hoo. You know, you you can drink your non-alcoholic beer. You'll, you'll have a good time. <laughs> and driving Perfect. my drunk ass wherever I want. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess you know I got engaged in Pullman. I, I mentioned that. Yep. Um, that was fun as hell. That was fun. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, I would say if it was these last couple of weeks, I would, I kind of feel worse about it because of how yeah. things have exploded. No um, but, uh, I'm glad, I guess I did it when I did it. <laughs> um, even then I was starting to feel like, eh. yeah, but like we talked about it, Sarah and I, and we were like, well, we're going to be in one part of the, of the building. And I know that everyone who's going to be there for that is vaccinated. So. And everyone that was like hanging out with us at the hotel after yes, vaccinated. And the, there was only one time that I felt like, <laughs> and that was when we ended up at Etsy Bravo. Yep. <laughs> that, that place that, that, that made me feel luckily. I, had I didn't many know a place like that existed in Pullman. That was crazy. Yeah. Etsy Bravo, check it out. But yeah, if, you, if, if you're into if you're into you're into a nightclub in Pullman. Nightclubs in Pullman. That was that was then we ended up walking through the crowd and I'm like <laughs> So but I don't know. That was a month ago and I didn't get sick, so I think I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we made it. Um I think we're all right. But yeah, that was that was great. Uh thank you, Jeff, for coming and all my all my friends and family that made it there. What a wouldn't have missed it. That was truly a, missed it. an amazing event. Thank you. It oh, was. I, I gotta say thank you to the Coog who Yes. Um, oh, the Coog came through big time. If you if you really want to know about it, just read my story around yeah. Coog Center about it. It's funny I told Amanda like Amanda definitely never wanted uh uh a public engagement. Like she would not want me to her to propose to her in a public place. You know, the actual engagement was just like it was yeah. on campus in Pullman after summer sessions ended. Yes. Like there was no one around except our, our two friends and their kids and Yeah, and, it was uh, a Saturday in Pullman. So you know, it was, it was, but then we went to the coot and there was twenty five of our friends there, friends and family yes. there. 
cheer and then the rest of the crew cheering for us as we walk and in. football players and then i write a story on kook center that many people have read that everyone amanda knows has been like this is so neat that he wrote that like it's yep. so cool and like and and so she's had a very now a very public engagement that she's yes. had to deal with so I guess i'm sure she's he, not embarrassed by that at all um, yeah no um <laughs> but yeah so uh but i say you know what you're into you've been with That's me for right. 15 years you know she like, knows the deal now you know the deal and she said she yes so um, so she knew the deal she said yes and uh, now we just have to hopefully sign a contract for that that uh that uh, Cabo San Lucas uh, uh, wedding venue, and hopefully soon, and then hell yeah, let's make our friends hell all fly to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, Woo-hoo! and by the way, my best man Jeff Newser on the yeah. call. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I told you this. I, first time I've ever been a best man. So I I did not know that. I'm fairly excited, um, and I bet you had assumed you would never, you were never going to be one. I, at that, y- point. that is true. <laughs> I'm uh, 44 years old, so didn't think that was ever going to happen. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was blown away, and still am, and you know, had to had to hold back the had to hold back the tears when I was at your house, and they handed you the Modelo. You know, yeah, it was awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally stoked. We and we've never uh, we've never been to Mexico, so excited to go to Mexico to a resort and just kind of do that. We we've never vacationed in that fashion before, so we're pretty excited just like to do. Went to the pool and drank a bunch of booze and just yes. hung out and stared at yes. the ocean and just had everything provided for us and yeah, that's we have never done that. It's, uh, vacations for us have been. Well, t- you know, Disneyland, Disney World a bunch because we have children. And then it's like uh, we, we just have not done like like, uh, you know, we've, we've gone places where we could save money, basically. Yeah, so we are. We are very excited to not save money here and could just go like have a good time. Well, hey, all inclusive, man. So you'll be saving yes. money the more you consume. <laughs> It's a like, better deal the more you consume. <laughs> Sarah's gonna be like, "How many have you had?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just trying to get my money's worth." <laughs> give me, give me another one. Let's go. <laughs> Stumble into the ceremony. Hey, hey Amanda, I, I, great. I, I think it's a sign of the last 18 months. How many people I told, and they're like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, we're going." I'm like, "Oh god." Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. 100%. All right. And yeah. that's another thing, Amanda, what she signed up for her. We have like a spreadsheet with like the, the names. Her list includes a lot of crossover names. We'll say <laughs> like both of we're both friends with them, yeah. you know, yeah. they, none, neither one of us could claim them as, you know, whatever, but she has all the ones that we could both claim are on her side. And so the rest are on my side and my side yep. is much longer. And that's with, yeah. she has much more family invited. I don't have hardly any family invited. And yeah. my side is just very long. 
And so I am driving up to Costa this wedding. And uh, with with, uh, just meeting too many friends, typically while traveling, who, uh, of course, like travel. (laughs) So who I've traveled with. And so I knew that they were going to go. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for that. Uh, we of course are worried that it's all just going to be canceled or whatever, but, uh, maybe by next June, the world will be normal. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. I sure hope so. Yeah, dude. I want to, I want to, I want to, uh, record our podcast at a swim up bar in Mexico, you know? Yes. Yes. 100%. We have to, we have to, uh, top the, uh, infamous uh brain center yeah which i think has been lost to the ether at this point but uh, i think so i think so because I, I don't think our uh i mean i know you uploaded it to slack at one point but, but we've, yeah, we've we, got the, yeah we've got the free slack plan so. yeah that's gone and i and i that yeah. whatever phone that was on is long gone long gone too yeah yeah we'll just have to we'll just have to tell stories about it yeah remember that time everyone's like what the hell are you talking about and you'll never know you'll never know it's brain center all right so uh here we are at the end uh thank you to pretty fair beer for being our very first not only sponsor but also sponsoring our beer segment that's pretty sick yes pretty fair beer in ellensburg go kooks uh yep thank you to randy england at randy england music for doing the music. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter at the Craig powers, um, you can follow probably me on Instagram. Probably once the football season starts, I'll have a lot more Coog related kind of Instagram pictures. I'll be at Craig W powers. Um, you can follow Jeff at our podcast account pod versus everyone. I claim none of it as always. (laughs) That's right. I mean, it's probably me. If you have any questions, if you would also like to sponsor us, yes, miss hundred percent shots, you'll try. Um, at podcast vs everyone at gmail.com. You can send us questions, send us money, uh, whatever. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's about it. Best man. That's a wrap. Go Cougs, Craig. Go Cougs. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Get back. Mm-hmm.